This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and this is a Torch Audio News Brief for Tuesday, March 16th, 2010. Uh, we will be doing these, uh, these daily updates here going forward. This is a 8 to 10 minute update on all things happening over the uh, course of the day in MMA and uh, on our site at MMATorch.com. But uh, the big news comes from yesterday, actually. The press conference was held by Bellator Fighting Championships to announce the signing of Roger Huerta. Um, who is by far the biggest name that they've got on the roster now. Uh, Huerta, former UFC fighter, uh, won six straight fights in the UFC before dropping his last two um, to Kenny Florian and to, to Gray Maynard, two of the top lightweights in the UFC. Um, all the while, he was looking to uh, start a career in acting and, and modeling and, and whatnot. And it was the Gray Maynard fight that really brought him back to wanting to fight again, and his UFC contract was up, so uh, he, he got his official release from the UFC this week and um, signed a deal with Bellator, and they announced it on Monday in a press conference, and, uh, you know, Roger's saying all the right things, really, Bellator, it, their tournament format was the main reason that he's going over to Bellator, because after five fights in 2007, Roger fought once the next two years, once each the next two years, um, he fought Kenny Florian at uh, UFC 87 in, in 2008, and then Gray Maynard uh, late last year. Uh, late last year, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then uh, he's he's now ready to fight again more times, and he's in this lightweight tournament um, for Tour. And uh, you know you've got the the Toby Amadas and George Masvidal's that uh, competed last year that are also in this tournament looking to make another go at it and g- get the number one contender slot to face off with that Eddie Alvarez um, in Season 3 of, uh, of Bellator on Fox Sportsnet. But um, for Huerta now, it sets up a chance for him to fight potentially four times in 2010. Um, and the, the fourth one would be that big fight against Eddie Alvarez, of course. So, you know, this is something he's taking very seriously. You know, he got, got the hunger back after uh, nearly having his arm ripped out by Gray Maynard in, in his last fight. Instead of just kind of uh, uh, lit the competitive fire back in him because he didn't have enough time in that round to to retaliate and you know he he just kind of he got it back into him to want to fight again uh, and, and in the press conference yesterday you know he he all but guaranteed a, a victory in this tournament um, he he told all his opponents to be ready uh, you know told told his fans if you like watching me fight back then you're gonna really like watching me fight right now um, and and so. Really, it's just an exciting time for Bellator because they're making a lot of really good moves uh, heading into their debut. Uh, I mean, we're coming up in just a few weeks now on April 8th. Um, every Thursday night, Fox Sportsnet uh, with replays uh, after Saturday Night Live on NBC and also, uh, uh, well, highlight shows anyway, and also a highlight show on Spanish Language Telemundo. So um, a lot of really good things going on for Bellator, including another uh, report that came out today. Uh, they're going to be doing... Uh, these super fights during the uh, second season for their champions from uh, season one. Um, one of them already announced was Eddie Alvarez against Josh Neer uh, at, in a bout that's going to take place at 160-pound catchweight. And next up is middleweight champion Hector Lombard taking on Paulo Fio, uh, former WEC middleweight champion uh, in, in May. That one is reported by Tatame, uh, the, the Brazilian website, um, 
this is a really, really exciting middleweight fight. It, it, it's, I mean, Lombard hasn't uh, gotten a lot of exposure in the U.S. because he hasn't fought on, uh, you know, a U.S. promotion before. This is going to be a big chance for him to break out during this, uh, you know, 24-week stretch that Bellator is on Fox Sports Net this year because he's going to get a chance to, to do a super fight here with Filio uh, in May and then defend his uh, middleweight title against whoever comes out of the middleweight tournament um, later in the year during Season 3. And this is a guy, he's got a 25-2-1 record. His two losses are to Akihiro Gono and uh, Gegard Musasi. Uh, both of those came in 2006. He has gotten 18 straight fights without a loss. He has defended his uh, cage fighting championships. That's an Australian organization. He, he's defended that middleweight title six times since winning it in 2007. Um, and, and, you know, he's got a ton of stoppage victories. He's just a really exciting fighter to watch. He had some really good fights uh, in Bellator's first season to roll through that uh, that middleweight turn that middleweight field, um, and, and so I mean this is a really really exciting fight because Paulo Filio is out to um, kind of erase the memory that the, that U.S. fans have of the last fight that they really saw him in. He, I mean he's gone on a three fight win streak since this, but um, back in 2008 when he uh, had his final title, well, it was supposed to be a title defense, and because he didn't show up on weight, uh, it became a three-round fight against Chael Sonnen in WEC before they folded the middleweight division. You know, the last image that we have as fans of, of uh, Paulo Filio, for, for the most part, is, is him flopping on his back and staring off into God knows where in the arena while he was fighting, and it was just one of the most awkward fights and, and one of the worst fights uh, that's been put on in a long, long time. You know, he, he's trying to, to get past those personal and uh, mental issues that he was dealing with and uh, get back to, you know, being a respected fighter because he, he was a, uh, considered a top 10 middleweight at least um, before all of that went down, uh, if not higher. So this is a really, really exciting fight for Bellator and one that uh, um, should should be a, a big feature on their May 20th show. That's when that is is expected to play this, according to the report. So, um, just the fact that we're going to... I mean, Bellator is, is just making some really great moves, and we're going to get to see uh, a really high-level middleweight fight outside of the UFC, um, because Hector Lombard is probably outside of, uh, say, Dan Henderson and uh, a couple of the guys that, that strike force can boast, um, he's definitely one of the top middleweights that is not in the UFC, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see him get more exposure and to, uh, uh, you know, have have more fans just see what he can do in the in the cage, because he's a really, really exciting fighter. Um, some other news briefs on the day, uh, Dana White was uh, in the stadium last weekend for the uh, uh, Josh... Uh, Joshua Claudie Manny Pacquiao fight at Cowboy Stadium down in Dallas or down just outside of Dallas, Texas, and then the billion dollar Cowboy Stadium with the largest uh, indoor uh, video board. And uh, you know, came away really impressed. That's a, a venue that has held uh, over a hundred thousand over a hundred thousand spectators for two separate events with the. Uh, um, First Dallas Cowboys game there, I believe it was a preseason game for that one. Might have been the regular season opener. But uh, then also the NBA All-Star game in February, where they drew 8,000 um, attendees to that. 
last weekend, the pacquiao Claudi fight took in just under 51,000 uh, in attendance. So, uh, of course, Dana White is interested in running an event there. Uh, it's likely going to come in uh, 2011 because of um, uh, the football season and, and just logistics with other events they've already got. But uh, Kevin Ioli at Yahoo Sports uh, made mention of the fact that uh, Dana is expected to give uh, Jerry Jones a call and try to set something up for that. So it, it could end up being by far the uh, largest uh, attended mixed martial uh, UFC fight anyway, largest attended uh, mixed martial arts event possibly um, if, if they get that together for next year. Um, other uh, a couple of quotable uh, things from uh, interviews throughout uh, MMA uh, with with two champions, one from Strikeforce, one from the UFC. Jake Shields talked about uh, uh, possibly signing with the UFC once his Strikeforce contract is up, which coincidentally is after his next fight against Dan Henderson. Um, and should he get beat by Dan Henderson, which is what most are expecting, just I mean, the sheer size difference in that fight is what's going to make um, bank or break Jake Shields in, in that one. But um, seeing him in the UFC's welterweight division and what he could do is something that fans have been clamoring for since Elite XC. So, um, you know, it's quite possible that that happens, but that, that can't be uh, something that Scott Coker and Strikeforce like to hear. Uh, the other one is, is BJ Penn talking about a possible move to uh, welterweight at some point. Um but uh, it was an interview with IGN.com. He said he doesn't want to look past Frankie Edgar in any way, but uh, you never know what could happen. And uh, he's, he said he may go back to a welterweight, and if he does, he might um, try to give it a run. So that's our question of the week this week is, um, do you think he should, and what fights, uh, what fights would you want to see? So if you're listening to this and want to send in uh, your responses to that question of the week, is uh, you can send them in to... Um, uh, MMA Torch Editor at gmail.com, and we'll get those published on the website throughout the week. Um, finally, one last thing I want to talk about is uh, Scott Coker uh, in, in a story at MMAJunkie.com uh, kind of left the door open for uh, the possibility of Jose Canseco coming to, to Strike Force after, you know, initially shrugging it off and, and saying that we wouldn't even consider it. Uh, he then actually met with. Um, Jose Canseco in February, and um, really this is all coming from Herschel Walker's January debut where he got a lot of media attention and uh, got a good payday or and, and all that, that it was given to charity, but uh, regardless, um, and, and so Canseco wants a piece of that pie, and uh, I, I, I hate that Coker's even leaving the door open here because the, the simple fact of the matter is, is Canseco doesn't deserve to be given a chance um, in an organization like Strikeforce. I mean, if he wants to train and be serious about being an MMA fighter, which that's not what he... I mean, he'd be serious about one fight and one payday, that's for sure. Um, but at his age and considering his past and, and what he did to his own sport and, uh, you know, how seriously he took his own sport by, by cheating most of the way along in Major League Baseball, um, I mean, it, he, he doesn't belong in this sport in general, and uh, especially in um, a higher-level organization. And if Strike Wars wants to be taken seriously, they can't even consider um, booking a belt like this. I mean, 
the ratings and, and the publicity it would bring are not worth um, making the sport look like a joke where uh, former athletes can come in. This isn't celebrity boxing. This is not celebrity boxing. This is not um, any former athlete can just come off the street and, and, and fight uh, and, and, you know, take on this uh, this sport. It's Especially if Strikeforce wants to be considered um, a, a top-tier organization, this is the type of thing in the U.S. that they should not be putting on. Let let Dream put on the freak show fights. Let them do the Super Hulk tournament and let Jose Canseco come in. Um, the Japanese audience will watch that. We don't need to see that here in the U.S. And, and fans that... Anyone that says that they want to see Jose Canseco fight or um, that it would be a good move for Strikeforce to do so... Is, is looking at it from a pure freak show entertainment standpoint and just to see Canseco get his face smashed in. And what's an intriguing prospect, it's not something um, that one of the major organizations needs to do because it just puts a black eye on the sport. And uh, especially with the publicity that it would bring, uh, the mainstream pub that it would get would be um, not the type of thing that Strikeforce would be looking for. So I really hope that they don't consider... They don't actually consider putting a fight together with Jose Canseco, and uh, I, I just hope it doesn't come to fruition. So uh, thanks for listening in on this short daily update. I'll be back uh, again tomorrow with more and uh, covering all the news of the day, but um, of course always check back uh, to MMATorch.com and also uh, on the iPhone, the iPhone app. Check it throughout the day. Uh, we'll be updating much more frequently um, going forward here, so uh, I, I hope you enjoyed this first edition of, uh, of this Daily Torch News Brief, and um, we'll be back for more tomorrow.